And we are rolling here Thursday morning, the early bird podcast session. Stefan Maia with you at itssouls.com. What are we talking about today? What's the topical discussion at hand? Well, marriage defined. And we will once again pluck out an article from our trusted friends over at apologeticspress.org. And you should get involved and check out the coming debate with our brother Kyle Butt. And uh, I forget the name of the other individual there. But he is well known, honored, and respected in his worldview and among his peers and loyalists. Um, marriage defined scripturally is very counterculture. <laughs> it seems to make its rounds. And um, there was a time, of course, for the most of us in the public realm of the Western world, uh, was embraced and uplifted and built and honored and protected. It was respected marriage as per defined in Christian principle acted uh, upon the uh, foundation of our creation, our origins, going back to the beginning, to the great I am, and his, uh, his power to speak all things in order, therein granting us such a blessing as marriage, defined per two genders, the only two that exist and will ever exist, male and female, to be husband and wife, two becoming one. And, uh, of course, that's not information that is welcomed these days. Uh, the, um, how should I say, lawlessness, evil, perversion, immorality, morally bankrupt individuals have uh, taken power, if you will, in our public realm bringing us into a location of non-reason and depravity to the highest order in which we now find ourselves doing things that are uh, so wicked um, they're difficult to even speak about. But anyways, to marriage as defined scripturally and some information regarding marriage we will open up an article from our friends over at apologeticspress.org, yet again, and read through it as our brother Dave Miller will share his thoughts and studies. And uh, we ourselves share our thoughts and studies and have ourselves an interesting session. One that is not allowed to be said these days, it appears, labeled as uh, all sorts of uh, descriptions that, of course, are slanderous, uh, but uh, even though that be the case, we as Christians fear God more than man, and we must speak the truth, for the truth is reality, and it is proclaimed, and should be proclaimed, more so, from the motive of love, because it's the remedy. What's the problem with our society? in riot, in chaos, in division, in moral depravity, 
Well, the, the, the cure is love. God is love. And with that comes instruction, condition, example, commandment. Humble, submissive application in a practical way to our lives in faith. That's important. Housekeeping stuff, please consider subscribing to the channel wherever you're at. Could be Twitter, could be YouTube, could be Rumble, could be Facebook, wherever you're viewing this. Please consider subscribing. And if you would so be kind to consider supporting the work, this is how we function through God's good grace. We work, and those who see the value of the work and the content being created through the Added Souls Ministry can support, can take hold of the opportunity and be part of this work. Sign up to addedsouls.locals.com. It's free to sign up, and you can therein choose the amount you seek to support with monthly. And that, of course, opens up exclusive content your way. You can also send a donation through PayPal, the email address being addedsouls at gmail.com. You can reach out to me as well if you'd like to have a, a conversation, have questions and concerns, if you'd like to have a physical address, things of that nature. We labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada. You can check out the .com at its uh, uh, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com and you can check out our Facebook page, East Coast Church of Christ. It's a wonderful mission. It's growing. And indeed, we are trying our best to love one another as Jesus would command us and to have compassion and to practice benevolence and evangelism and teaching and preaching and all these wonderful things. And we have ourselves an eldership and we have youth, and we have uh, all sorts of uh, many wonderful uh, opportunities and goals for the future and ministries, and uh, we'd love for you to be part of that. It's uh, certainly a time in our history where it's wise to find yourself in a faithful congregation uh, as a growing family where forgiveness is uh, cultivating and facilitated and the truth, love of the truth, is upheld with courage, even in a time of such evil out there. And marriage is something the East Coast congregation is cultivating, facilitating. There will be seminars. There will be study classes. There has already been a great deal of encouragement and uh, study moments to that end because we know as God instructed us, and we've been able to see the model function. <laughs> we actually have the historical model function and be productive as a blessing when you have yourself a lawful uh, male and female, husband and wife, marriage. It's good for the nation. It's what actually keeps us together, uh, secure. So all those wonderful things, of course, we pray you would have the humble heart to get involved with and become a part of. And listen, if you'd like to even uh, entertain the thought of migrating over here, we uh, will do our best uh, to uh, accommodate that. And some have, and many are indeed now. So uh, there's just a lot of good stuff going on. 
is what we're saying here. It's not easy, man. There's a lot of challenges about, but um, yeah, we make it work together through his good grace. Marriage defined. Marriage defined is the article we are going to share with you from our friends over at apologeticspress.org. Let me just put that up on the screen here so we can begin our, our process, right? Screen sharing. There we go. Look at that. Marriage defined. The author being Dave Miller, and he wrote this back in June 2012. And as we read, you might think our brother Dave being a prophet, <laughs> but he's not a prophet. He's just like the rest of us who have been able to uh, study and read history, both inspired and secular, and come to some very transparent uh, conclusions, which is, if we keep going this direction in life, it always ends the same way. Being enslaved, murdered, murdered and enslaved. That's it. War, murder, and being enslaved is always, has always since the beginning of time, has always been the same conclusion to this current path we're headed towards. And <laughs> sadly, since this article in 2012, um, a great many things from the article have become true and are now practiced and, uh, of course, bringing forth the conclusion to its ever-looming uh, uh, reality. It's just one of those things. It's, it's really in its most simplistic format. Hey, hey, hey if, you, if, if you put your hand on an open flame, it's going to burn you. No, we know how to put our open hand on an open flame in a better way. No, no, you don't. Everyone's tried it every single way humanly possible. There's no other natural way to try it. If you put your hand in the flame, it will burn your hand. No, it won't. Not this time. We're smarter. No, you're not. It's going to burn your hand. There's no way around this. No, it won't. Yes, it will. No, it won't. Ah! It burnt my hand. <sighs> Welcome to the club, genius. <laughs> so yeah, to that end, and it's mo in a more, of course, uh, complex format with various details and elaboration here. It's the same process, though. If we put our hands to the flame, it's going to burn us. Well, that's what we've been doing. So to that end... Uh, Dave Miller wrote this in June 2012, and uh, what do you know? A great many things have become true and are headed towards the wrong direction. So let's quote here from our friends over at apologeticspress.org. And I love plugging them in because um, the content they create, the material, is just wonderful. It's spot on. It points you always to the, to the Bible, and that's what you want. You don't want to have yourself, well, my pastor told me that wasn't true. Well, maybe your pastor's wrong, friend. Maybe he's right. Maybe he is saying the right thing. But maybe he isn't. Maybe you need to look into things for yourself. What a strange concept today, right? To actually have accountability, to be independently accountable with the intellectual capability to read for yourself, to be a free thinker. What a strange concept to be a free thinker. Well, my pastor said, well, I, man, maybe your pastor's wrong. Well, my mom said, well, my dad, well, this coworker, well, my friend said, what about, 
What about what you think for yourself? And you open up the Bible and start reading, right? That's important. You want to, you want to define marriage? What, what, where do you go? Well, in the realm of subjectivity, there's nowhere to go because the relativism and the pluralism and the emotionalism, well, they have us in the forever oubliette of the secular haze. You like that? The forever oubliette of the secular haze. It just, there's no end to it because everything's subjective. I want to murder you. No, you can't. Why? Because it's wrong. There is no right or wrong. You're in my way. Survival of the fittest. Murder, murder, murder. Control, pride. That's what happens. It's the same with, uh, with marriage. And sadly, it, 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 the world and its deceiving ways and Christians who have since contaminated themselves with pride and uh, misunderstandings and deception have embraced the world's description to marriage and have since solidified themselves in all sorts of erroneous teachings, which would have them, of course, headed towards eternal destruction. Yet they are firmly convinced in their conscience that they're headed towards heaven, believing and proclaiming, teaching false doctrines in regards to marriage and divorce, mind you, and remarriage. But that's not the session. The session, we find ourselves in the description of the holy matrimony, defining marriage. We begin, and I quote, as legislators, the article says, as legislators, are fighting over the legitimacy of same-sex marriages. You're not fighting over it anymore, brother. It's now, it's now enforced. Matter of fact, if you speak against it, you go to jail. Well, over here in the Great White North, anyways, these fallen nations, that's the deal. If you speak out against this out here, no, you'll go to jail. Two years, I think, minimum. Activist judges are claiming constitutional sanction in their redefining of marriage. And of course, our brother Dave Miller is a patriot, and he is indeed one of the American citizens that holds dear to uh, the Christian principles that allowed uh, our American friends to live in their independence and freedom and privilege for so long. They've since fallen, and you can know that by looking at their leaders, their kings, their tyrants, their oppressors. But in all cases, he will indeed write this article through the American perspective. However, the theme and the source and the information is well applicable for us Canadians as well and for all humanity. So he says, as legislators are fighting over the legitimacy of same-sex marriages, activist judges are claiming constitutional sanction in their redefining of marriage. Obviously, right? Words don't mean what they mean anymore. Let's change the meaning of words. Love now means perversion. No, perversion now means love. Yeah, let's do that. Let's call evil good and good evil. That's how this works, doesn't it? Well, of course. Look, look, look. Sexual deviancies of the highest order of perversion are called love. Diversity. Yeah, see, if you change the meaning, it changes the whole concept and the mind of the, the people through the narrative that has been corrupted or a corrupted, created narrative. Now, yeah, we accept that. Oh, yeah, well, we can't. I mean, if we tell these 
sexual deviants and groomers and pedophiles and all these other categories of the alphabet here that they've created, if we actually oppose them and speak out against them, man, we must be hateful people because they are love and diversity. See, if you change the language and the description, you got people captivated. And you got to go get them in school, too. That's why they're in our public schools and they got our kids. That's why there's an uproar and there's a, a violence in the streets because, well, they've had our children. They've made great strides to captivate our children's minds. I mean, they've become the teachers and the faculty. So they have our children, and here we are waking up to it after the fact, us parents being like, hey, we didn't know this was going on. We don't want this in for our children. And now they're violently attacking us. You hateful people, you bigots, you phobics. How dare you? We'll put you in jail. See, you just changed the, you changed the description of words. You call evil good and good evil. What about murdering babies? That was something we would have never thought about before. Like, I mean, that, would, that was not even a thought in our society. We would die. We would lay down our life to protect innocent life. Babies, little babies and senior citizens and things like that. But see, if you change the wording and if you call murdering babies health care, you call it a woman's choice. Well, then we can murder babies because it's no longer murdering babies. It's just a clump of cells. See, we change words. And we bought the lie, hook, line, and sinker. We just bought the lie. Oh, yeah. I used to live there. I understand what that kind of worldview is all about. I know it. See, if we just change the words. Perversion, sexual perversion is called love. So if you speak out against it, you're a hateful person. Murdering babies is a woman's choice. It's health care. And if you speak out against that, well, you're just a anti woman anti-healthcare person, aren't you? It's the same thing with all these uh, global agendas to which we are now uh, uh, um, tyrannically governed by. If you call it science, we're all a bunch of animals. There is no God. Well, that can't be true. Of course it's true. Listen, science said so. Science did? Oh, well, I don't want to be an anti-science person. The globalists are depopulating the nations. They are openly, quote-unquote, legally murdering us because, well, the environment and stuff. Well, we'll never accept that. Of course you will. We'll call it science. We'll call it healthcare. We'll call it love. And we'll do it often enough through every venue of media we can, and public establishment and everything. We'll just bombard you with it daily, and we'll scream it in your ears every day. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so now we follow along. We understand this concept and how a nation can be captivated into non-reason, into the realm of the isms. It's the same thing with marriage. See, we used to understand that love meant husband, wife, right? Male, female, two genders. There's only two genders. My child's transitioning. No, he's not. There's no such a thing. That don't even exist. We need to have paper straws and plastic cups because climate change. No, see, that's a lie. That's not true at all. It's a lie. Well, marriage between a male and a female and a husband and a wife is evil and it's part of that old system and it needs to be abolished. No, that's a lie. That's, that's, a, that's a bunch of baloney. 
It needs to actually be upheld and protected by the law. Really. That's what allows for such a loving society where you know your neighbors and you care for your neighbors and you protect your neighbor's property and his well-being and his family as he does yours. And we have ourselves a community, don't we? And we protect that community. And the community grows. And we have ourselves a state, don't we? And the state grows. And we have ourselves a country, don't we? And we protect the country. So that Mary can marry John. And John and Mary can have little Susies and little Johns running around. We can be safe in a country protected. Why? To practice our Christian principles and to help people know the love of Jesus Christ. Husband and wife, male and female. No, no, we're going to call that all kinds of bad names now. We're going to call good evil and evil good, and we're going to slander the union between a, a husband and a wife. Friends, we've got to wake up to these things. We've got to wake up to these things if we want to be part of the solution and no longer part of the problem. I don't get involved with none of that. I just keep my head low. I just, I don't... As long as they leave me alone, they aren't leaving you alone, dude. You're a, that's a cowardly way out. I'm not saying you need to go out in the streets and fight in a way that would be uh, 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 against Christian principle and decency. We as Christians cannot practice retaliation or revenge. The heathen are well aware of that, and they practice that, and uh, that's just the way that works, but we can't. But that don't mean we can't fight in self-defense, and that don't mean we can't fight legally with all the, 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 the blessings that are available to us. you got to do something. And all departments are open in uh, uh, availability, if you will, for, for, for where you need to fight the good fight. Here's mine. This is what I do. I create this material, and I'm out there in the community, and I live this life. I want people to know the truth. So the article continues over here from our friends over at apologeticspress.org and uh, Brother Dave Miller. President boldly, well, let me see here. Uh, and the rank and file citizens of the United States are embroiled in polarized culture war. It is nevertheless unthinkable that even a U.S. president boldly announced his approval of homosexuality, something that would have never been permitted or allowed or even thought about. Like, I can just see myself now speaking to my great-great-grandfather, being like, so, you know, the leader of this nation one day is going to make... He'd be like, son, you've lost your you've lost your marbles, man. That's, that's not even a thing. <laughs> he might even smack me for speaking it. Smack! Stop speaking such foolishness. What's the matter with you? If God exists and the Bible is his revealed word, then America is facing imminent peril. America, Canada. It is. It's an inevitable objective absolute. It has been proven time and time and time again throughout history that when we choose to do what we are currently doing, we die. War, murder, Slavery. The evaporation of Christian principles from American civilization will lead to the extinction of civility, freedom, and morality. That is a true statement. That is provable in an honorable court. 
I would, with this thought, encourage you to go to YouTube. Go to YouTube, and there's a channel called Francis Schaefer. And Francis Schaefer created a series, documentary, in the 70s, titled How Then Shall We Live, or How Shall We Then Live, something along those lines. If you need the link, I can share the link with you. It's a 10-part, 11-part series bringing you from the Roman power in the first century up to now our current age. Well, to the 70s in his context. And it is one of the most interesting, truly fascinating docu-series I've ever uh, experienced, that I've ever listened to. And it is so spot on. And it's not because Francis Schaeffer is some kind of supernatural savant, a prophet of things. It's a, he's a man, like you and I, who read history and followed the signs of history and has seen what mankind does when they are godless and has seen what mankind does when they uh, adhere to God, when they believe in God and follow his instructions from the Bible always. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a most wonderful series. Really, it is. And I encourage you to go view it. It's free. If you go to YouTube, you'll find all those series there under his channel, Francis Schaefer. Okay, back to the article here, which is, again, spot on to uh, what's taking place. In the midst of such depressing circumstances, the spiritually minded may find refreshment in the words of bygone U.S. Supreme Courts. And that's what's so fascinating to me, is the founding fathers of our nations, in greater measurement with our American friends regarding independence and freedom, we overhear more so from the uh, uh, system of the queen, however, still through Christian principles, gave us a great many freedoms through our chartered rights. But in all cases, our founding fathers, right or wrong, in how they acquired land and how they went about this and how they went about that, Regardless to that end, which is a conversation of itself, the principles to a nation that could function properly, that could flourish with opportunity, was given through the principles of Christianity in the, in the Holy Bible. And they knew that and they wrote about it. For example, in the 1885 case of Murphy versus Ramsey that addressed the legitimacy of polygamy, the High Court declared, quoting from the High Court, For certainly no legislation can be supposed more wholesome and necessary in the founding of a free, self-governing commonwealth fit to take rank as one of the coordinate states of the Union than that which seeks to establish it on the basis of the idea of the family as consisting in and springing from, pay attention here, as it is bold, emboldened, the union for life of one man and one woman is the holiest state of matrimony, the sure foundation of all that is stable and noble in our civilization. The best guarantee of that reverent morality which is the source of 
all beneficent progress in social and political improvement. Wow, they were smart and stuff back then, weren't they? Of course. It's the most opportune model for societal flourishment. Let's say you are a heathen, you are a godless mind, but you are a brute force of the business world. You are a businessman. And you don't care much about what's right or wrong. You're an adulterer, you're a fornicator, you're whatever. You, you, don't, you don't care much about what's right or wrong, but you know the numbers and you know how to make money because at the end of the day, greed runs your life. Let's say you're that person, which of course is lawlessness and sinful and void of the love of God. That aside, that individual has known in the past and still knows today that good business bringing money is making sure you have a male and female, husband and wife, getting together and making little babies. It's good money. You want to destroy money in a nation? You destroy the family unit. Now that's from a secular haze mind. They know that. Now why can't us Christians who do so understanding the love of Jesus, God's grace and mercy and compassion and forgiveness, the need to truly have uh, uh, empathy and, 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 and uh, mutual friendship with our neighbors and, and, and want to do what's right according to the Bible and understand that it's because we love Jesus, because he first loved us. You, you do it with the right motive of the heart. Well, we should know that marriage is most important. Male, female, husband, wife, and little babies, when applicable. We do it because it's good for the moral fabric of society. The godless businessman knows he needs to do it for the greater good of the dollar. It's good money. But you see, it's a result of one to the other. If a society functions properly, then it's economic balance is uh, of good stewardship. Why are we at the brink of economic collapse as a society? As strange as it is to hear this from the minds of godless generations, it's linked to the decay of the home, marriage, male, female, husband, and wife. No, that isn't, no, that can't be right. It is though. And the reason the home was infiltrated and split is because evil workers did evil things and we permitted them to. We were ignorant. We were blind. We had weak spots. Who knows? A category of those things. We keep reading. It's just a wonderful quote. I mean, it's a true quote. And they knew that back in 1885. They did. So we keep moving forward in the article. It says, and this is an article, an article from our friends over at apologeticspress.org. And if I may at this time, please consider subscribing, giving a thumbs up, leave a comment, share the link far and wide. Please consider signing up to addedsouls.locals.com and supporting the work there or giving donation through PayPal, addedsouls at gmail.com. All right, the article continues. It says, observe that the high court insisted that the stability of a nation and its proper progress rely on the home composed of one man for one woman for life. 
And mankind yearns for that, truly, though they have become rebellious deep down inside when they're alone with themselves, looking in the mirror. They don't want to be alone. They want to have companionship, friendship. They want to be with someone who is going to make the commitment. Accountability to the commitment, the integrity of the commitment. We are so rebellious and stiff-necked, we're dying of cancer. And Jesus is giving us the solution, the cure, the remedy to the cancer. And we just, no. But you want to live a life that is healthy in your mind. You don't want to, you don't want to perish away. You want to live. But you don't want to take the, uh, 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 the condition and the instruction to life. Why do we do that? I'm as guilty as anyone when it comes to that. I've done that, man. I, I, <laughs> I know what that thinks like. I've had that mind, if you can even call it a mind, because we've lost the ability to think when we re enter that realm, don't we? That's the beauty of the Word of God. It'll snap you into reality and set you free from the bondage of that secular fungus that has made us just a bunch of zombies who can no longer think for ourselves but follow the line straight off the cliff to float away, to drown away with the pigs. Okay, we keep reading. It says, the precise declaration of God himself, of course. This idea, this uh, uh, instruction, this blessing between man, man and woman, male, female, husband and wife. It's a, it's a precise declaration of God himself. From Genesis 2.24. It, that's, that's it. That's what that is. For most of American history and Canadian history, courts have had no trouble recognizing and reaffirming the idea of the family and the historic definition of marriage. Because it's an objective absolute. If you seek to enter within the covenant of the marriage realm, there are conditions to it. It's available for everyone who, of course, qualifies but if you do not qualify, it's not permissible to you. In order for me to fly a, a plane, I must qualify, first and foremost, towards the path of education, which would lead me to have the, uh, uh, which would lead me to have the permissible state of flying a plane. If you seek to enter within the realm of holy matrimony, you must first and foremost qualify. And what we have today is a whole bunch of people who do not qualify being told they do and being given a false ticket of commitment that they never commit to. It's basically just, we don't qualify first and foremost to it. And then we enter into this realm that we don't qualify for. And then we just take it as a joke anyways. Well, if it doesn't work out, we'll try another one. No, that's not how this works. Such thinking in regards to the decency and what is upheld with uh, uh, marriage was in complete agreement and based upon the Bible. That's why our founding fathers knew that and the, our courts knew that and our judges knew that and society knew that for the greater part. Now, folks have always practiced adultery and fornication and, and homosexuality and everything else. But it was not an acceptable practice. Society knew in a public format that we don't, like, we don't accept that. That's not upright. That's not decent. That, that creates a great deal of consequences, unrighteous consequences. We don't live that way. 
In another U.S. Supreme Court case, Reynolds versus United States, the article continues, after consenting the constitutional right to freedom of religion, the high court nevertheless repudiated polygamy as a punishable offense against society and reaffirmed the foundational importance of monogamy. Yeah, we're not going to accept polygamy. And of course, you have that devious individual whose heart is filled with pride. Well, I have a Bible verse here that says they practice polygamy. Well, you're going to find a whole bunch of people doing bad things in the Bible. Inspired words have recorded mankind going down the flusher and doing things they ought not have been doing. It's not because God said, hey, have at it. Or God saying, "Uh, I permit that, and I encourage that, and you should do that. No, no, God did not. God, from the very beginning, said, no, no, listen, marriage is between one male and one female, husband and wife, two becoming one, that's it. Once they go off in their polygamous ways, God is not uh, permitting that. Now, he suffered long with it, because they were wicked. He suffered long with it. But it was not a permissible practice authorized by his power. It never has. It was against his will. And Jesus said the same thing over in Matthew 19, 9, when he, or in Matthew chapter 19, when he was telling them, I don't side with any of you and your interpretation of marriage. I go back to my father from the very beginning in Genesis. That's who I side with. No, polygamous relationships destroys the fabric of society. As would uh, 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 adultery and fornication and homosexuality. Now, I know they've categorized the homosexual realm with all kinds of different descriptive alphabet numerations, but all of that, all of that is just to deceive you. To which Paul told the Corinthians, be not deceived. It's all to deceive us, all of it. All those things just mean one thing, homosexuality. That's all that means. It's like telling the animals that they're all species now. No, no, they're not. They're categorized by kind. Feline kind, canine kind. We're, we're, we're categorized by kind. That's what, that's what makes sense. But no, let's call them species so that we can have humanity believe that somehow nothing exploded into something. And through primordial soup and billions of years, all this intelligence came from non-intelligence. We'll call each other species. We're all just species. No, we're not species. We are of a kind. And seed bears its kind. Dogs make dogs and cats make cats. And human beings make human beings. And human beings are not dogs and cats. But if you think that way then what's the use of male, female, husband, wife, and marriage? Let's practice homosexuality. Let's practice polygamy. Let's practice adultery. Let's practice fornication. Now, I've not practiced all those things. I would have fallen into the realm of fornication, of course. But it's destructive. Oh, yeah, it has a, a, a pleasure to the flesh, which is momentary. But the bulk of consequence that come with that ain't worth it. Ain't worth it. So no, polygamy, no. They knew that. They knew that that that, 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 that don't work. We're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. So it continues and says in a quote, marriage, while from its very nature a sacred obligation, an obligation, a commitment, is nevertheless in most civilized nations, civilized nations, a civil contract and usually regulated by law. 
The idea is to enforce the commitment and the obligation. And there is an ocean of individuals made uh, in service to the public community and citizenry to help marriages remain together. Ultimately, with all of that, it just... If you want your wedding to work, let me let me be. <laughs> Sometimes we throw in words. Let me make it as plain as possible here. If you want your marriage to work, both parties need to be humble and submissive to one another, first and foremost. The world will have you categorized as one against the other, pinned against the other, with feminisms at the at the, at the forefront saying, "Women are the best thing on earth, and men are just a bunch of dogs and slaves and buffoons." That don't work. That model don't work, and we've seen how that has lent the decay of the Western sphere. No, you have to have two willing, equal, submissive hearts towards one another. If you love Jesus, first and foremost, you will love your spouse, and you will seek bridges of communication to which can function a, a healthy and growing wedding. Okay, back to the article from our friends over here at apologeticspress.org. Upon it, society may be said to be built. 1879. They knew stuff back then, weren't they? They were educated and stuffs. Those legal sentiments reflected the views of the vast majority of Americans and Canadians for the first 180 plus years of American history. Departure from that social norm. One man and one woman results in the destabilization of society. It just does. Just be honest with it and say, well, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyways. I'd have more respect for you than you trying to say, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. We have thousands upon thousands of years as a modeled recorded history, both inspired and uninspired, to that end, to that fact. If it walked like a duck, if it talked like a duck, if it quacked like a duck, it's a duck. No wonder in 1848, the Supreme Court of South Carolina articulated the sentiment of the founders and early Americans regarding what will happen if Christian morality is abandoned. Quote, what constitutes the standard of good morals? And here's something I need to speak. If in your worldview there is no God... Or God has become your own self, more so what happens when you remove God, the living God, from your, from your mind, then you yourself become your own God. It is in the realm of subjectivity, because we've removed ourselves from objective truth to subjectivisms. So from what law could you even say something is right or wrong? That's the point. What constitutes the standard of good morals? How can you say it's good or bad if there is not a superior power, a divine source in which has given us the standard, the ruler, the measuring tape? You can't. You have nothing to pull to. That's why the atheist says, well, that's wrong. No, you have no authority to which you can pull that law. You can't say it's wrong or right to do anything. That's why most of them say, well, it's not wrong to rape women and to murder oceans of individuals if it's for the survival of the fittest in the animal world that we are all species mammals from. It's societal destruction and chaos. 
you have to believe in God in order to even activate a thought to the moral code, which is objective. God's standard. That's why it's right. Why do we have courtrooms that for a time told us murder was wrong? Where'd they get that from? One says evolution. No, <laughs> you can't even make that case in an honorable court of law. They try, but you can't. There's nothing you can pull to. Evolution is just a... It, evolution lends nothing but the structured slavery to the dance of our DNA. We can't pull authority from anything. You can't say it's right or wrong for anything. There's no right or wrong in that realm and worldview. And that realm and worldview is a lie. It's not true whatsoever. It's drenched in all the isms. What constitutes the standard of good morals? Is it not Christianity? There certainly is none other. Say that cannot be appealed to and what would be good morals? If we can't go to God and the Bible as the ruler, as the measuring tape, as the blueprint to life, then we become our own gods and we choose to say what's wrong and what's right and we make tyrants and oppressors and dictators and communists as the leaders of our nations because there's no God. And so man must become his own god, and man becoming his own god is always a problem because it's corrupted. The quote continues, pay attention. The day of moral virtue in which we live would, in an instant, if that standard were abolished, the standard of Christian principle, higher power and morality, lapse into the dark and murky night of pagan immorality. These people were not prophets. They had just been able to discern history and see the problem and read the Bible and know what it says. Again, even a, a godless mind has been recorded saying, well, I don't believe in the Bible whatsoever and I don't believe in any God, but I do know that the information of the New Testament lends its instruction to a functioning society. The article continues from our friends over at apologeticspress.org. Practitioners of unscriptural divorce, homosexuality, and other sinister behaviors are slowly but surely eroding and dissolving the moral foundation of American civilization. Now, this was written in 2012, I believe. Sorry, we've now achieved that, that goal. We've now achieved it. Sadly. We've achieved the dissolving of moral foundation in America and in Canada. It's, it's gone. Are there pockets of those among us who still stand up for moral uh, decency and what's right? Absolutely. And we are fighting back. We're doing the best we can to renew our society, our nations to their former glories. But they are fallen. What the court called, quote, the sure foundation of all that is stable and noble in our civilization has crumbled down. And they knew it would, and they spoke about it as it would. And would you know it, the Bible also spoke those very words. The minute you take God out and the foundation of Christianity to which we are living uh, submissive to, the age of the Messiah, the dispensation of the Christ, the Christian age, will America awaken from the spiritual stupor, he says? Will Christians rise up and react in time? I don't know. The time has come for those who still re retain their moral sensibilities to recognize that, that we are in a full-scale, unmistakable war 
a culture war with the social Marxists out there enforcing, indoctrinating their wickedness, their sinful ways, their lawless ways, a spiritual war of seismic proportions against the governmental authorities and cultural forces that now are openly hostile toward God, Christ, and the Bible. The very source, fabric, and power that has allowed us freedom and privilege. This has always been the plan from the very beginning. Everything you see out there as hostile and persecuting towards us, it's always for the same. Every policy, every corrupt policy and corrupt, uh, corrupted uh, uh, powers is for one purpose and one purpose only. Get rid of Jesus, get rid of the Bible, get rid of Christianity. Everything. Why were they entertaining at one time claiming homosexuals could now be married? It had nothing to do with equality, nothing to do with diversity, nothing to do with love is love. It had nothing to do with it, yet that's the bill they sold us. But what has it always been about? destroying Christianity. What is abortion? It was sold to us as health care and women's rights and so on and so forth. It was designed for one purpose, to destroy Christianity. Everything corrupt and lawless is designed for one purpose, to destroy Christianity. Why? Because that's how the devil conquers, destroying Christianity. Now, he never will. It's a futile effort, truly. Even in the ages where the Bibles were being burnt and no one was allowed to read the book, no one was allowed to know who Jesus was according to the uh, penmanship of the Holy Spirit, even throughout all the Christians survived. There will always be Christians while this earth turns, always. You will never extinguish the word of God. You will never extinguish Christians because we're willing to die for the cause. In the first century, when they tried everything to destroy Christianity, when they fed them to the lions and set them ablaze, torched on pikes, they grew even stronger. How can mankind destroy a kingdom built by the hands of God? Man-made kingdoms come and go. Kings and queens come and go. Where are the Egyptians today? Where are the Rome where is the Roman power today? The kingdom of God and all the faithful citizens therein. We will never die because our life is in Christ and Christ conquered death. You really got to tap into this stuff. This is what has ourselves for a long time given the privileges of the land of milk and honey. Now since sadly hijacked by nefarious globalist powers of corruption with one mind intent, remove Christianity. A spiritual war of seismic proportions. May we take heart and commit ourselves to this critical struggle as we consider the words of God through Paul. Quote, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And yes, he speaks of spiritual priority, however, physical stewardship. No, no, no. We Christians are not sit back on the couch, 
throw our feet up there and just wait till uh, it all ends. No, 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 no. We are called to be good stewards of our existence here. Why? For the greater good of the kingdom. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. The location is given to us in the heavenly places. There are things we cannot see with our eyes that manifest itself here among the realm of the physical existence. And we are wise to understand and discern the difference and to know which side we take through our free-willed blessing to choose of our own thinking mind which side we will take. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13. And that concludes the article from our friends over at apologeticspress.org. And of course, gives us a challenge to do what's right, to stand up for what's right. We need to bring back family, don't we? We need to bring back men of masculinity, courage, integrity, and women who are submissive to their Lord and Master through a loving husband, a loving husband who would lay down his life for the security of his wife. We need to bring back the structure of family, male, female, husband, wife, and children, a blessing when applicable. Friends, there's a, this, this is a big one. This is, this is a big one. Marriage defined is a big one. And we are wise to uh, move forward in protecting it. That's what I say. That's what the Bible says. AddedSouls.com is my website. That's what's going on. Friends, please consider supporting this work. If you find any substance in it, if you find any value to your life, please, please, please do that. Um, it costs a bunch of stuff, doesn't it, in today's world? Food, shelter, and clothing are not given. We want to keep this studio moving forward. We have some wonderful, encouraging plans with new podcast sessions in the works. Um... All of that through His grace is possible if you choose to support. You can sign up to addedsouls.locals.com and you can support there monthly. You can send donations through PayPal, the email, the email address addedsouls at gmail.com. We labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada. We are a healthy and growing church. You'd like to be part of that, wouldn't you? Reach out to us. Let's have a phone call. Let's have a video chat. Let's have email exchange. We can, uh, we can have those, uh, those interactions, those engagements. Stay focused and stay positive. Lord willing, uh, we shall see each other tomorrow. We go live from Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. At times on Monday, I may go live or I'll upload uh, the sermon and the study or the sermon more so that was proclaimed on Sunday. And on Friday is our sociopolitical conversations. Now, I don't go live every Friday for that one, but uh, once or twice a month I do. Anyways, to that end, stay focused, stay positive, and we shall certainly talk again, Lord willing, next time. Peace out.